This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome to the official podcast of the Milwaukee Brewers. This is Brewers on Tap. Here's the pitch. A curveball! It's time to tap the keg with Lane Grindle. Well, hello, everybody, and welcome to episode number 162 of Brewers on Tap. We are past the All-Star break. We are past the 100-game mark, and the Brewers still right in the thick of things in the NL Central and the NL Wild Card Chase. Right now, the crew sits two games back of the Chicago Cubs in the Central, with the Cubs coming to town this weekend for a very important three-game series. The Brewers dropped two out of three to the Reds earlier this week after taking three of four from the Diamondbacks down in the desert this past weekend. The biggest news from an individual standpoint, Keston Hira. He continues to rake. He has a 13-game hitting streak now, hit home run number 10 on Wednesday afternoon against the Reds in the win over Cincinnati. But Keston Hira, the week prior, was the NL Player of the Week. A 517 average for that week, a slugging percentage of 966, an OPS of 1,514, seven runs, 15 hits, 15 hits in a week, six of which were doubles, one home run, and eight RBIs. Keston Hira, National League player, not rookie, player of the week for last week. Pretty cool stuff. He just continues to hit. You're going to hear more about him from AAA manager Rick Sweet coming up in just a little bit on the podcast. Here's what we have for you on the podcast. A little different show than your typical week. We're going to step away from all the focus on the Major League Club because I went to San Antonio this week and had a chance to take in the Missions in their first year in San Antonio. Well, not the Missions' first year in San Antonio, but the first year of them being a AAA affiliate and being an affiliate of the Brewers. I had a chance to take them in Watch them and their come-from-behind walk-off victory over the Iowa Cubs on Tuesday night. And I had a chance to catch up with Travis Shaw, Aaron Perez, Lucas Ersig, Mauricio Dubon, and, of course, Rick Sweet, among others. And so some of those interviews are going to be coming your way here on the podcast. So we're going to talk a lot about the San Antonio missions this week. Also, just as a side note, I had a chance to catch Ethan Small make his professional debut last weekend in the desert. He is going to make a couple of appearances in Arizona, then likely end up in Appleton with his Wisconsin Timber Rattlers for the final month or so of the minor league season. But Ethan Small, the left-hander out of Mississippi State, first-round pick, pick number 28 for the Brewers this year, had about a month down from the College World Series to making his professional debut. I got a chance to watch him pitch. He was outstanding, threw nine pitches, three up, three down, a couple of strikeouts, Looked like he was supposed to look against younger players in a rookie league. But Ethan Small's an exciting young arm. 
in this Brewers organization, in an organization that, quite frankly, has a bunch of unique and exciting arms. Interesting stories with some of the guys in the Brewers organization. We've talked a lot about it. I have blogged, if you have checked out my blog, which is minordetails.mlbblogs.com. If you've checked that out, you've seen that I've talked about all the interesting arms right now that the Brewers have in the organization from rookie ball all the way up to AAA. And certainly, Ethan Small just adds to that pipeline. Maybe not all of these guys big-time prospects, but they are guys that are performing at a really good level for their age and are worth keeping an eye on. A couple of them, big arms, guys like Drew Rasmussen uh, being amongst those. Had a chance to go to San Antonio this week. And we're going to let you listen to Travis Shaw in just a moment. Then I'm going to let you listen to Rick Sweet. And before the podcast is over, we're going to hear from Lucas Ursig as well. Um, I had a chance to go to San Antonio. Zach Brown made the start. He had had about eh, two, three weeks off in between starts. He had been working on some things, trying to get himself right. He has not had the kind of year that Zach Brown anticipated he was going to have. He was the minor league pitcher of the year last year for the Brewers. Big time year in Double A Biloxi. It's been a different story this year in Triple A. Um, has it been the adjustment to Triple A? Oh, maybe that's been part of it. I think from talking to those around him over the course of this year, Zach's just maybe not quite been able to find himself on the mound, and so he had a little bit of downtime. Came back and he looked pretty comfortable overall on Tuesday night against the Iowa Cubs. Gave up a solo home run to Ian Happ. Gave up a couple more runs. Worked five innings, gave up three runs. But overall, the stuff looked good. It looked sharp. It looked crisp. I think there's still plenty of reason to be a buyer and a believer in Zach Brown and his future in the Brewers organization. But Travis Shaw, Aaron Perez, both, of course, kind of the veterans now in that clubhouse down in San Antonio. Obviously, both guys wish they were still in the big leagues, but they're making the best of the situation. And Travis Shaw has been on a tear. He... Went back down, didn't feel sorry for himself, worked hard at trying to get himself right, and he's putting up some very good numbers right now in AAA with the San Antonio Missions. And his recent hot streak has put him in a position where he feels he's found his swing. And I had a chance to catch up with him to talk to him about it. Travis Shaw is our guest on Brewers on Tap, and Travis, uh, here in San Antonio, you've been down here a couple of weeks now, and it seems like you've really found your swing. You're putting up some really good numbers over the last couple of weeks. It has to feel good. Yeah, it's nice to come down here, and uh, there's only one way back there, and that's to play well. So uh, I've done my part, I feel like, these two, three weeks that I've been here, and now just try to continue that and, and wait for them to decide uh, what they want to do. You've always done a good job of kind of clearing out distractions and clearing out the mechanism and focusing on baseball, so I don't know if that's ever been an issue for you, but having the struggles that you had to be down here and just kind of get into baseball mode again and kind of just start over, it seems like that's been a, a good thing. Yeah, it has. Uh, like you said, I found my swing down here. I've, I've fixed it. I feel back to normal, and I think the numbers have showed that since I've been down here, and uh, that's all I've really been focusing on. Pretty much exclusively third base or playing any first as well then? No. After the break, I've pretty much only played first. So tonight I'm playing third. It's I think only the second time since the All-Star break I've played third. So uh, it's been back and forth, but I would say more first than third. When you came down here, Rick and Al, what have they been able to do to kind of help you find find your swing again? 
Al kind of left me alone for a few days and kind of let me experiment with some stuff in the cage. And uh, I was able to find something in New Orleans once we got there. Um, and it's kind of hit the ground running ever since then. Came back from the All-Star break, didn't do anything over the break, and then came back. And it's it's been really it's been really good since then. So just trying to keep that feeling. And I've been on a really good hot streak right now. So hopefully, hopefully it's sooner rather than later. Nice to have so many guys that you're so familiar with here as well, like Jacob Barnes and Taylor Williams and Jacob Nottingham and, of course, Aaron. Yeah, there are a lot of guys down here, a lot of guys that come up in spring training and are around all the time too. So uh, a lot of guys I already knew already down here. Travis, we appreciate it. Yep, thank you. So as you can hear from Travis Shaw there, he feels very comfortable and very confident with where he's at. He's been swinging it well. Six home runs, 17 driven in with a 361 average coming into Wednesday night's action for the missions. He did collect a hit on Wednesday night as well for San Antonio, but uh, that's all since the All-Star break for Travis Shaw. So clearly the numbers are coming around. Uh, He has been red hot down there in San Antonio, and he feels really good about where things are at. You're going to hear more on him from Rick Sweet coming up in just a little bit as well. All right, some of the other names in San Antonio I had a chance to talk to. Last week on the show, we had Trent Grisham, and he just continues to do his thing. He had another triple on Wednesday night. He hit into a fielder's choice on Tuesday night that was the walk-off winner for the San Antonio Missions. He is a very mature kid. Uh, He understands that he had a couple of really tough years in the minors, uh, but he's put it all behind him and putting together a huge year this year. You would probably argue that he would be the minor league player of the year for the Brewers if the season ended today, 23 home runs between double A and triple A this year, and was really hoping to break with the triple A club, and it didn't happen for him. So he went to the Southern League with the Biloxi Shuckers, and he made the most out of it, and then he eventually got the call up, and he has put up just nothing but huge numbers ever since then. It's been a little bit of a different story for Lucas Ersig this year. It hasn't been easy for Lucas Ersig by any stretch of the imagination, but he's had his good moments, um, certainly this season as well. Ersig is hitting just 202 on the year, but he does have some power. Uh, the power numbers are good. He has 14 home runs on the season, so that part pretty encouraging because this is a ballpark, uh, Wolf Stadium in San Antonio, that just eats up fly balls. The wind blows in consistently. It is a much different situation than what you were accustomed to with the numbers at Colorado Springs. But for Ursig, he, he's he struggled a little bit here recently, and it's not lost on him that he hasn't swung it as well in the month of July. Uh, the month of June was tough. He got off to a good start. He was hitting 274 in the month of April. The power has come since then, but the batting average has gone down since then for Lucas Ersig. But had a chance to watch him take some early infield in San Antonio. He has such a big arm and really good balance. He is a plus defender, in my opinion, at third base. Um, he is He's an exciting defensive player with a big-time arm. He has good power, and he's a hitter. Um, yeah, the numbers aren't maybe where they, they need to be or where he would want them to be. He has been pushed all the way through the minor leagues for Lucas Ersig. Um, he is 24 years old, so he's probably at the right age in AAA. But I think another year in AAA is going to serve him really well after this season. And I think you're going to see Lucas Ersig start to figure things out. He he has shown this natural ability to hit every spring that we've seen him. And spring's a different animal 
But I think anybody that's watched him likes that swing, knows it's a fairly natural swing, and I think there's still a good future in that is out there for Lucas Ursic. And I had a chance to sit down with him, talk to him about what's been a little bit of an up and down year so far for the third baseman. Lucas Ursig is our guest on Brewers on Tap. And first off, Lucas, um, your first year, your first full year in AAA, you had a taste of AAA before during a postseason run a couple of years ago. But um, what is this? What has this season been like for you in terms of learning and development and uh, feeling more confident as you've gone along? Yeah, for sure. Um, you know, on the development side, it's been great. You know, being being around a lot of the uh, you know older guys, kind of like you know Tyler Saladino and. Alex Wilson and you know guys like that and just you know learning from them and what they do on a daily basis and you know that kind of started um, you know um, with my invite to uh, big league spring training um, you know in terms of my routine I think it's been very consistent and and that was the biggest thing going into this year for me you know personally um, trying to be you know trying to have that be one of my main goals but um you know statistically it's been up and down mostly down you know it's not a year that I've I'd like to have so far, but um, you know, just trying to be as consistent as possible on the field, and and uh, you know, learning from my mistakes and dealing with you know the the experiences that I've dealt with, and you know, uh, that's been the biggest thing for me. I know um, it's only going to go up from here, and I'm excited for sure. You've been through that before, where you've had ups and downs. Um, right. Two years ago in high A, you had a tough start, and then you finished really well. And last year, you put up some very good numbers in double A. Um, getting through all of that like not letting that define you if you have a, a bad month I mean how much have you learned about that over the last couple of years yeah no that's uh like I said that's been the biggest thing for me and and you know I'm still learning from, I'm still young I just you know turned 24 in my eyes that's not very young but uh you know just just continuing to learn from that and and uh you know try and stay as mature you know in terms of you know my my emotions and all that it's still coming along I still have a ways to go but um, like I said I'm excited you know to to deal with it now than then uh, you know deal with it later on and, and have to go through that so. there, there's something to be said too for playing in this ballpark versus Colorado Springs I mean numbers would get inflated in Colorado Springs you didn't have a big experience in Colorado Springs but th this is a true outcome if, 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 if even a little bit skewed towards the pitcher uh, in this ballpark, which is different than a lot of the other places in the PCL. For sure, for sure, yeah. The PCL is a really fun uh, hitting league, and and <laughs> I mean, unfortunately, we you know we have uh, the circumstances here at the at the Wolf, but you know, I mean, my goal is to go up there and try and hit the ball as hard as I can uh, consistently, and and uh, that's that's the biggest thing for any you know anybody out here that's playing on this field. Uh, you can't really worry about the numbers too much, and and. Uh, I mean, yeah, it's uh, it's a it's a tough ballpark to hit at. Some days are really good, some days are really bad. Um, but it's that's not that's not what we focus on here. You see a lot of big league pitching too uh, at the AAA level. How has that kind of challenged you? And and what have you learned about yourself facing big league pitching on a consistent basis now? Yeah, no, I think the uh, the biggest thing for us, um, and you know, I've been talking with with Al LaBeouf, um, a lot on our process reports and, and our swing decisions and our, you know, our uh, barrel rates. Um, so I've been kind of, you know, consistent with that in terms of, you know, our, our progress reports. And, and it's funny to, uh, you know, kind of realize like we have Cole Hamels tonight. Um, unfortunately, I'm not playing, but I'd love to, you know, face a guy like that because I want to see, 
you know how picky he is and and how precise he he uh, locates his his pitches and that's the biggest thing you know especially with a lot of the veteran guys um, they know what to throw and when to throw it and they can you know throw whatever pitch they want wherever they want so um, it's kind of fun to uh, you know play that little chess game with a lot of the older guys and and you know try and have us younger guys make the mistakes of swinging at their pitches instead of you know waiting for ours but um, that's the, I think that's been the, the biggest thing. I've had a chance to talk to you pretty much at every stage throughout your professional career at every level. And I always love to get perspective as you as you move through the levels, the biggest differences. What 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 has been and we've talked a little bit about some of them already. Right. What has been the biggest difference that you've noticed getting to this level now? Yeah, no, I, I think the biggest uh, the biggest thing was in, in double A it was, you know, a lot of uh, hard throwers and sure they're there's plenty in this league, but I think in uh, in this league, there's a lot more, like I said, veteran guys that, that you know, throw their pitches and, and hopefully, you know, live off of the hitters making the mistakes of swinging at those, you know, those those uh, good pitches. Um, and that just comes with experience and, and learning, you know, what what that pitcher's best pitch is and, and you know, trying to think about the, uh, the situation that you, you know, you've been given um, on a daily basis, you know, if there's... Like if there's a righty up and you're facing a righty with a you know a runner on second base with two outs, that pitcher's not really gonna give me any pitches to hit because he's gonna try and you know kind of pitch around me to get to the righty. Hopefully, I make a mistake of swinging at a two-one changeup, you know, down for an out. You know what I mean? So, you know, there's just a lot of pick and choose, um, and uh, you know, I think the biggest thing at this level now is is uh, you can't miss the mistake pitches that pitchers give you and. Um, that's that's the biggest thing for sure. Lucas, we appreciate it. Thanks so much, man. No problem. Thank you. Thank you to Lucas Ersig, the former second-round pick, for giving us some time on Brewers on Tap. The manager of this club is Rick Sweet, and Rick Sweet is one of the great guys in baseball. He knows so much about the game and about developing young players and also helping the older players out when they come back down and they need to get things figured out he knows how to manage them as well. He is a really big asset for the Brewers organization. And he has had an interesting team this year. Really young team early. Now he has some veterans that's that are sprinkled in there as well. A lot of major league experience on this AAA roster. And I had a chance to sit down with him, and we led by talking about that very fact. Rick Sweet is our guest on Brewers on Tap here with the San Antonio Missions. And, boy, what a team you have. First and foremost, this is a team that's winning a lot. And you have a lot of major league experience on it. This is a this is a fun group for you to manage. Well, it is fun. You've been here all day. I think you see how we we go about things. It's funny. We started out the season one of the youngest clubs in the league. It it was very very young, but we've gotten a little bit older here. Uh, you know, we've sent a couple young guys to the big leagues and got a couple veteran guys back. I wouldn't call them old, uh, but they're they're definitely veteran guys and. It's, it's an outstanding group. We've got a great mix right now of, of youth and veterans and good guys. You know, sometimes, yeah. you know, being, just being a veteran doesn't mean you're a good guy. Sometimes, especially back here in AAA, uh, but, but Shaw and, and Hernan have been outstanding, which I figured they would be, but just the way they've stepped up and, and taken over as far as leadership and worked hard. They're, they're both getting their game back together. 
I want to talk about somebody that's not on your roster but was earlier because everybody in Milwaukee's buzzing about Keston here. You got a chance to see him at the beginning of this year, and I know you're not surprised with what he's doing at the plate. Not at all. Uh, you know, I've I've been doing this a few years. Uh, you know, I've had people like Edgar Martinez, Ken Griffey Jr., Vladimir Guerrero, Luis Gonzalez. I've had some very good baseball players in my career. Uh, and, and most of those guys are good hitters. They're offensive guys. I've, from day one that I started seeing Keston and, and watching him hit, seeing the ball come off his bat, he's special. Uh, the ball comes off his bat uh, with a little extra on it, with a little extra carry. His timing is outstanding, and he's a clutch hitter. Uh, he's going to be very, very special. So I am not surprised at all with, with how he's doing. The other name that people are paying close attention to right now is Travis Shaw, and he has been swinging it really well over the last two weeks plus or so. Kind of looks like himself again. Yeah, he does, and and he just he needed this. He needed to get away. You know, we we had the uh, the IL when he was hurt, and they sent him down, and he did okay here, uh, but he wasn't back to where he was, and then it was time to go back up there, and he just couldn't get it untracked. Well, uh, coming back here, he came back with the right attitude. Number one. I mean, let's face it, this isn't, uh, uh, you know, a newer ballpark. This is the oldest ballpark in the league. And, and uh, the, the things that you come to expect in the big leagues or even a AAA are not here. And he, it's not bothered him one bit. He has focused on his work uh, and, and really gotten himself back to where he was. There, there's no doubt in my mind. I watch him take batting practice. I watch the balls come off his bat. Uh, you know, he, he's back to the type of hitter he was. Now it's just a matter of, of when and how he fits. You had Mauricio Dubon last year in Colorado Springs before the ACL injury, and he was really close to getting the call up at that point in time. He comes back this year, has the tough spring with the sickness, but he's been able to put that all behind him, and he's having another really good year. He got his major league debut out of the way as well. Where do you see him at right now in terms of development? Because I know he feels like he's kind of got himself ready now. Well, he, he has, but he's had to work hard at it. He didn't come back. You come off a major injury like that, it takes time. Uh, he had lost a step, step and a half in his game, not only range-wise defensively, but, but running. And it, it's just now to where I start saying, okay, he's back to where he was before he had that injury. So his, his game has stepped up. Uh, he, he's probably got a little more to do. Even last year, he had a little more. He's still young. Uh, that that one final piece is the consistency of his game, uh, probably offensively and defensively. But uh, he's very close to where he was last year before the injury, and he's he's getting better every day. He plays. Aaron had that week off after he was designated for assignment and then cleared waivers. Um, so it takes a little bit when you don't see pitching for a week plus, but it seems like that's kind of behind him now as well. It is, and and I think he, you know, he needed to get back into shape, uh, what we call baseball shape, and and uh, he he is doing that, and I'm not even sure in spring training that that he came out uh, in in that great baseball shape. It just when I first saw him when when we got back here, I thought okay. He, he's not quite ready to play, and, and he has worked very hard. I can't get him out of the lineup. I've tried to give him days off. Uh, you know, we don't have built-in days off. We'll play 20 days in a row down here, including, uh, you know, eight, nine-hour bus trips, you know, 3 o'clock wake-up calls. Uh, it's a lot tougher down here than it is up there. 
and he will not come out of the lineup. He has worked very, very hard and continues to work very hard. And there's no doubt in my mind that his his offense is getting close to where it was before because the ball's jumping off his bat again. So the Aaron Perez, I think everybody knows the guy that wants to be in the lineup every day. That's just always been his M.O. Jacob Nottingham, the development behind the plate, how do you feel like he's coming along? Defensively, he, he's he's getting better, uh, especially with the lower pitch, with with the way the game's set up nowadays, uh, with the track man and, and, and how he catches. He's doing a really, really good job. He's made major improvement in that area, especially as big as he is. Uh, so defensively, he, he's coming along fine. It's, it's the consistency offensively that we got to get uh, to where he, he's that threat all the time, and he's working very hard on it. Trent Grisham is arguably going to be the Brewers' minor league player of the year um, if the season ended today with the, the type of year he's put together between Double A, and, of course, since he's been up here with you. And, and he's even been better with you than he was in Double A. He's really put it all together finally after some tough seasons in the minors. Wow. Uh, yes, he has. You know, he. I had him all spring training. When I got sent down to Major League Camp and went down, he was with me. I wanted him so bad when we left camp. Uh, I just, I saw this guy and I thought, wow, this guy is ready for that next step. But he's young. He's still 20, 22 years old. Uh, but he has... He tore it up in double A. He didn't start out tearing it up, uh, but and and I think we got his attention a little bit. He was he was a little bit upset when he didn't get the call to come up the uh, first time. Uh, they sent another outfielder up to us, and you know from that day on, I I call it get getting their attention. You know sometimes we we move guys, we make it easy for them, we move them along. Well, sometimes you got to get their attention. Uh, we got his attention. I think that night he had a home run, a triple. Uh, Tom, you know, Tom Flanagan and I laughed. We kind of talked about it, and he hasn't stopped since then. It absolutely tore it up down there. And since he's been here, he's he's been one of the best players in the league. I think an intriguing arm you have is Luke Barker because of the swing and miss he can get with that split. What have you seen from him? Uh, when he first got here, he struggled a little bit because they wouldn't chase it. You know, the difference between, I think, double-A and here, which to me is the biggest jump in the game. Once guys are able to play a triple-A, they're usually ready for the major leagues. But guys come from double-A to here, most of them have to change their game. Not all the time, but most of them. And, and I think when Bark got here, they wouldn't chase it. He had to prove to them that he'd get his split over. He is just now starting to do that. His last outings have been much better. Uh, he's getting ahead in the count, and now they'll start chasing because they know he can throw it over the plate. Well, Rick, we always appreciate it. Thanks so much for giving us some time. Always good talking to you. Thank you to Rick Sweet for giving us time on Brewers on Tap this week. Okay, here's what is coming up for the crew. Here's what's on tap. Well, after an off day Thursday, you know what time it is. It's time for a Cubs series. The Chicago Cubs coming to town for three games this weekend, Friday 7-10. Of course, Saturday is a 6-10. Sunday is a 1-10 start. Friday at 7-10, that is a student night Miller Lite beer pin. And then on Sunday, kids run the bases following the game. Kids 14 and under can run the bases at Miller Park. It's presented by Aurora Healthcare. After this Cubs series this weekend... Friday, Saturday, Sunday, the Brewers go out on the road. They have a Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday series in Oakland against the A's. Then they go to Chicago, take on the Cubs at Wrigley. Friday, Saturday, Sunday, 
and then a Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday series in Pittsburgh. What does that mean? Well, after an off day on the back end of that road trip, the Brewers will not play a home game again until August the 9th. So they're going to go a while after this weekend against the Cubs. They'll come home and play a weekend series with the Texas Rangers, a Friday-Saturday-Sunday series with the Rangers. And again, that doesn't start until August the 9th. So we'll give you more on that series when we get closer to it. Should be a lot of fun. Cubs in town this weekend. That's always a blast. Big-time series. Tons on the line in the NL Central. Hope to see you out at the ballpark. Thank you for joining us for episode number 162. Episode 163 coming your way next week from the West Coast. Have a great one, everybody. I'm Lane Grimble. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.